The following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, we have a very special guest. Il Al is in the building. How are you doing tonight, sir? <laughs> doing very well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for coming on. Um, and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing well myself. Uh, it is a Monday. I don't know. Uh, for you, are you on the West Coast, East Coast? Where, where are you at right now? I'm in the Southwest. So I'm over here in Phoenix. Gotcha. Uh, so I think we're like an hour apart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I know Arizona doesn't do the daylight savings time thing. So I, it. <laughs> <laughs> no time for it. For sure. No for sure, for sure, man. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm 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 out here in Cali, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's like super dark and whatnot. But I hope your your week is starting uh, pretty strong. Um, yeah, good week so far. So so far, so good. How's your sure. week? So it's far? a it's good, man. I'm actually I just started this new job, and it's my second week new job. So you know, I'm still trying to find my rhythm. You know, I don't know about you. I've had mm -hmm. about like 17 jobs in 10 years, and I gotcha. The first couple months or so you're just trying to find your rhythm right like trying to figure yeah. out what the routine is and and all that. so that's figure where i'm at office politics and all that type of shit office yeah. politics oh okay. we can cut can we cuss on this oh absolutely yeah don't okay. don't right. don't censor yourself don't censor yourself right. be, be you um but yeah yeah no office politics and a whole nother thing and um i don't know it sounds like you 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 since you brought it up you, you sounds mm -hmm. like you had some experience with it uh but yeah it's definitely yeah. something i'm still trying to identify and uh, you know, find my find my way to finesse, you know, around it. Cause I'm not sure. about it. You know, I don't I don't want to yeah. play the politics. Damn, yeah. man. Sometimes you be put in situations where you're like, all right, well, if I'm gonna stay true to who I am, then people right. might not like what I have to say. <laughs> but uh, you know, whenever I find myself in situations like that where somebody's trying to like sort of rope you into a like a choose this or that scenario, and they've been there forever. I'll just be like, you know, let me just put a pin in that. Or I'll be like, let me table that. And, you know, and then I come back to it later. Like, let me table that. We'll come back to it. Then I'll just never come back to it. So I just completely <laughs> opt out of it. Typically, they'll forget. And after a while, they're like, that guy never answers those kind of questions. So, you know. That's you interesting. No, that, that, and then once you get in there, though, and you're like a seasoned vet at the company, and that maybe that person's been there three or four years more, but you know them at that point. They start that shit again in the break room. You just be like, you never think, just consider this. You just tell them this. Like, just consider this. Stop being a bitch. And then they're like, <laughs> oh, you ever consider it? Just give it a thought. Sleep on it. Table it. And then they're like, maybe I am being a bitch. You know, and then you've helped them out. I wish I had that courage, man. Uh, <laughs> have you ever been put in that kind of, like, have you done that? Have you been able to tell someone? Hey, no, but man. I used to do construction. Yeah. We, when I used to do construction many moons ago, uh, the beauty of that place, there was no politics. It was just, you, you know, I don't know if you've ever done that type of job, but it's just, you just get it out right then and there, wherever you're at, <laughs> But then, you know, which is beautiful. Cause at the end of the day, we're all friends, but I've been at a company now that, uh, I've been at for a long, 10 years. I've been at this company and, uh, they there's none of that it's such a cool place so that's dope man. yeah there's no <laughs> office drama thank god so and if there is it misses me because i'm just like let's table it we'll come back i'm gonna have to borrow that man because i feel like everywhere i go there's office politics so maybe right. i might just have to tell people you know let's table that and get back yep. to it later 
I mean, for me, man, I, I usually end up staying quiet and everyone thinks I'm the quiet one. And I'm like, it's just because you guys are talking about stuff I, I really don't want to contribute to. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that happens, man. It happens everywhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, this was a great way to start the conversation. We already kind of touching base a little bit. Um, but for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions just to start off. Um, afterwards, we'll turn to the Wheel of Fate. And then at the end of the interview we'll jump into some closeout questions sound good to you al sounds good all right man well uh you know kind of talked about it a little bit but let me ask you one more time because i do like asking my guests uh this question first is how have you been uh you've been doing well you've been doing great how you been lately man i've been good i've been um you know we all had this situation happen that took us you know out of our daily routines um for you know a little over a year now and uh that's affected people to varying degrees and um so how i've been is busy i just decided to take that time count my blessings and just get busy so i started a uh a project a production project with one of my friends called sunday school beats and uh he's a, he's a phenomenal dj who would just pick a record i could go deep into it but i won't go too far but he just he basically selects a record a bunch of producers make beats out of it and that's kept us all busy and like built a community um that we've all been able to like kind of lean on each other and um you know be productive you know during a time we've been all separated basically mm -hmm. and then um you know that work and uh from that project putting out an album uh, that's coming out in just a minute here and um just focus on being a dad just spending more time you know trying to look at the positives like more time at the you know at the house out of the office just means more time with my daughter and my uh, friends and family you know if you know through social distancing things have been getting a little bit better so but uh yeah i've been good i've been i've been trying to be um proactive and positive and busy you know like i think staying busy is important you know this yeah. is cool too did you start doing this during this whole situation oh yeah man i was yeah. uh yeah it, i mean i think i i touched on podcasts a long time ago uh, mm -hmm. one of my teachers was like, oh, you should podcast. And I was like, whatever, it's not a big of a deal. And then all of a sudden yeah. it blows up. So, uh, but yeah, so I've always had this interest to, to have these mm -hmm. conversations with folks. Um, but I think the quarantine and like, just everything was happening. I had this job where I was working a uh, graveyard shift. That was my yeah. first job out of quarantine. And um, so I had hella time at night just to listen to other podcasts. And I was like, you know, I, I'm enjoying it and I, I I, I don't I'm not a professional by any means, but it felt like maybe I could do this. And I decided to try to give it a shot. Um, yeah. Had some good support from a lot of my uh, family and friends who were my first guests. And now I'm reaching out to strangers and just trying to see yeah. if people vibe with the message, um, which seems like it's happening. And I just want to stay consistent at this point, you know, like yeah. be able to schedule and then show up when I schedule people and do all that mm -hmm. stuff that that helps it propel forward. Uh, but yeah, definitely yeah. a labor of love that came out of <laughs> came, came out of the yeah. times right now. Uh, I'm glad that you got something going on too. Uh, that's that's yeah. dope. I think a lot of folks spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's what what are they going to be working on themselves, um, something for other folks. A, a lot of reflection time that that happened during the past couple of years. Uh, yeah. do, do you feel like we're slowly climbing out of it, or we here for a little bit longer? Oh, man, I feel like we're going to be into this in this situation a little bit longer. Like eventually things will probably mellow out. But, you know, they're talking about a variant. So, you know, who knows? But, you know, by the time if somebody's watching this way later on, you know, maybe that's 
been the end of us or maybe it's just been who knows? <laughs> they're like yeah that thing the thing that ended us <laughs> um, or maybe it's been uh you know not that big of a deal who knows there's so many unknown variables that's that's the thing that like whether we're coming out of it or not really doesn't matter like even even us getting into this the the way it affects people matters but adversity is always going to be there and you either get pushed or you push yourself you know one way or the other you're going to get pushed so you might as well in those times of adversity like just get busy getting creative and it seems like you're doing that i so many people have done that too this there's like a really cool project out here in in arizona called record bar radio and that's that's one of the things like djs working djs couldn't really go out and perform anymore they shut the venues down mm -hmm. and uh they put together this really cool project where they have djs come in and they're just live spinning for people when you put it on the tv it's the best you could have got for a while there uh to getting out and listening to some music you know from really good djs so i feel like humanity will always find a way you know we're always going to figure something out you know um so i you know just try to hope that things are going to open up even further and stay open you know hope we mm -hmm. don't get locked up again and that's really all we can do whether we do or don't though i think we're all probably just going to keep doing this stuff so you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually work at a high school right now, and I, mm. I've been thinking about how the new variant is going to, you know, throw a wrench into everyone's plans. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think I, we heard about it over the weekend. So yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure leading up to Christmas, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of talk yeah. and news around it. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. True. Because um, I think at least, you know, in my experience and working in the school system, man these these kids and even these teachers and staff like we need some consistency or like we need to see each other in person <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the school mm -hmm. system isn't like it's barely just getting back right now it's been you know five months or so five four months mm -hmm. since the beginning of the school year and i know like i can see it's gonna take a year or two for students and staff to kind of feel like we're back and we're right you know we're starting to socialize we're trying to do clubs we're trying to do events because yeah. everything we're doing right now, kids are like, nah, I'm not staying. Or their parents yeah. are like, I don't want my kid there. It's like, but this is what we do. <laughs> you know? right. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Kids need that too. It's like so, such a huge part of their uh, development. You know what I mean? It carries on into their adulthood. Like how to be around other people, how to conduct themselves and how to deal with uh, difficult situations and arguments and just even how to converse. Like they have a hard time having a conversation where they like listen and then let the person finish the concept, you know, you know, think about what they're saying is not the next thing they're going to say. It's like they will have to learn this by getting around each other. I was excited to get my kid back to school. Uh, she did a year off campus uh, from her laptop. And as a little kid, that's that's hard to do. You know, just they don't have any concept of computer. She does now, you know, but mm -hmm. and again, that's the thing, I guess, it's just looking at the positives. Like, I was just happy that she was able to get the opportunity to get good at using a computer and she could type and you know, now she's like trying to make levels and Roblox and stuff like this. So it's kind of cool, you know, all, all of it, some kind of good there. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the effects we won't, you know, really know, truly know, right? Like I can yeah. judge it right now in the past six months, but how these kids grow up, like you said, the next four or five years for them mm -hmm. is really what we're going to see, like how, how quarantine affected them. Uh, I was just talking to a teacher about this, how like the freshmen that we have right now missed all of eighth mm -hmm. grade last year. Um, so, you know, they're coming from like the middle school perspective and then jumping into high school and they're like, yeah, I'm still in middle school, you know, <laughs> or in, the, yeah, in that mode. Yeah. So, 
yeah yeah that's got to be weird man yeah that's tough. <laughs> well we'll, we'll got to take our time man sure. I, I mean we gotta we can't rush it um because i think that's just gonna end up being more problematic but uh yeah we'll, we'll see what happens in the next couple of years um jumping into the warmer questions right now uh, my mm-hmm. first one for you is what would you like the audience to know about you you know i guess what would i like the audience to know so any person that comes across this video you're staring at me who's yeah, this man. guy um <laughs> i guess to summarize myself you know what i mean just a, i'm just another guy out there you know just doing my thing uh trying to live by the golden rule i was born in california moved to arizona so you know interesting story behind all that but here i am been here since the 80s um i'm in my 40s and i've you know pretty much spent a lot of my life focusing on music and the the community that we have here in arizona there's a there's a really amazing uh hip-hop scene here you know we have phoenix tucson flagstaff there's a lot of like really cool um communities that that have like a lot of support bring a lot of show you know people come in for shows we, i've toured all over the world and done a bunch of music and uh i took a long break from music and uh it's 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 one of those things where i'm sure we all have like a passion project that we've enjoyed and you know serious things come up in life that you have to focus on so you have to set it aside and i'm at that space in my life right now where i'm uh able to kind of dive back into that passion project a bit mm-hmm. so i'm in that like fun stage of my life where i'm like a little bit older and have more control of you know like the very various you know situations in my life and i can really like put a lot of effort into my music and focus on to focus you know i guess like my creative energy into that and just seeing where that goes as opposed to like the you know when you do that kind of thing when you're younger it was a little more chaotic you know it's just like all over the place and you're you know couch surfing and then you're on a tour van and then you're out of the state then you're back in two weeks and you're like did i even eat you know you know what the hell's going on you know so doing it with, with having a career and everything is um been interesting so but like it's it's like a difficult question like what do i want people to know about me i guess i don't know like i guess just uh i'm a good dude making music you know trying to raise raise a good human and uh that's the best i can summarize that yeah i got you man i think you 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 were able to perfectly answer that question um yeah and so you mentioned you were in the hip-hop arizona scene and i think that's how you got into my you know recommended people to follow it's because um i don't know if you've heard either of bali song music or doctrine or i am doctrine uh those are i don't think i have they are two well bali song i'm I'm butchering it and it's Mm. it's it's a filipino word and i'm filipino and i'm still butchering it but bali song music is a a brother and sister group um they are both rappers um, and yeah, they were my first, I think, um, Arizona hip hop act that came on. And then also I am doctrine. Uh, he does Christian hip hop and oh, okay. he's also it, super like, I know he's active cause I see it on, on my feed all the time. He's doing mm-hmm. promoting shows and doing all that. So yeah, if you have ne- never heard of him, maybe check him out. Maybe like you guys are in the community. So I don't know, maybe there's a way to, uh, if you're interested and they're interested to, you know, chop it up. Um, absolutely. But yeah, that that's probably how it happened. And yeah, I know all about taking breaks. Uh, my first yeah. my first dream and first pursuit was to be a rapper. Um and I had been doing that, you know, from like my teens 
up until I turned 27, 28. And my dad was like, you're not a famous rapper. What you going to do now? <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, really oh. nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, you're right, dad. Well, uh, let me, let me figure out something else, which I don't, I, it's not that I never stopped rapping. It's just that, you know, as far as like what I, I needed to prioritize and, you know, put my energy into kind of changed. But yeah, I right. still believe you know, when I'm, I think when I become 60, I'll drop a fire mixtape that everyone's going to be like, go. who's, who's the 60 year old rapper? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, dropping yeah. playing right now. So that's, that's how There's I kind of about it. that. That age <laughs> adds something to it. Like, uh, just jumping back. I mean, when I was doing music last time around, I was in my twenties, you know, <clears throat> this time around in my forties, I'm like, it's something, there's something different about it. There's a grizzled element to it. You've done some living, you know, some things have happened that matter and that leave a little bit of uh, damage in your armor. And then that, that kind of shows up in your creative outlet. Because, um, you know, when you're younger, you're not really like, you're just sort of rebelling, I feel like. That's what I was doing. You know, the war had just started when I put my record out, uh, the one that just ended, you know. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, right? And uh, I was really opposed to that. And I didn't think we should have gone and all the stuff that goes into that. But ultimately... I, I feel like age adds something, you know, to to your uh, creation. So it's could be a good thing, you know, like even MF Doom, like, you know, he did the whole thing with, uh, you know, rest in peace, MF Doom. He was in KMD and then, you know, there was a break. And he comes back as MF Doom, this like grizzled, you know, warrior of words as a warrior. He's amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I got to I got to remember about FF Doom's journey as well. Um, yeah. No doubt. <clears throat> the reason why I stopped, too, is that I felt like. You know, as an artist, we would like to write about what we're going through and, you yeah. know, find a way to express ourselves. And I was just like every song felt like it was the same song for me, at least. I was always yeah. talking. I was always talking about coming up from the struggle, um, yeah. talking about, you know, enjoying weed <laughs> and all <laughs> that stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was very repetitive. And I felt like at a certain point, like I had to live life a little bit yeah. you know, or like do different things with my life. And, you mm -hmm. know, maybe I'll have a new story to tell afterwards. And yeah, so maybe in my form, maybe that switch will turn back on my 40s or hopefully sooner. <laughs> I, yeah, you I, probably I, won't have the struggle rap anymore. The struggle rap. I think we have our time for that, you know, because it's there for sure. Um that's interesting you say that too because it kind of pairs into the question you first asked me about what would i want people to know about me i think the best way to answer that now that i thought about it for a little bit further is just that you could only answer that question for any period of time that you're living in. it's like what would i want you to know about me right now because i'm never the same you know what i mean so that kind of pairs with the music because what you would know about me from listening to my record when i was 25 in 2005 has nothing to do with who i am now you know and um, <clears throat> that's why I think lyrics left. The record I'm putting out on the 1st of December here is an instrumental record. Because I don't really have anything to say. Like, there's no, <clears throat> like, message I got to get out verbally. It's just a vibe that I want to create right now. I think I'm trying to, like, say less, you know, and just show more of the music. So that's, that's kind of where I went with that. That sounds dope. I'm going to tune in because um, I, I am the kind of rapper who looks up something, something type beat on YouTube and, and just like try to see what comes okay. up. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll check it out. So what do you enjoy more, rapping or producing? Uh, so, yeah, currently I enjoy uh, producing. Gotcha. You know, more. Yeah, I love it. Like turning like a piece of vinyl into something else. You'll notice when you listen to it, too, you coming from a background in rap. Mm -hmm. that these are more of um there's not a lot of room for lyrics in them they're not there's not much left there are some but they're more like backdrops for something you'll see when you play it but it's it's filled with a lot of mid 
and uh, a lot of it lands in the vocal frequency because I use a lot of the vocal tear out of the the vinyl and mm-hmm. uh, chop that up and you know resequence it. But so there's not a lot of, a lot of room left. It's like kind of a full performance. There's like one or two that could could have some lyrics on them. Uh, for sure, you, uh, you'll probably find them. Uh, for the folks out there, where, where can we find this project dropping? I so <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, oh no, yeah. If you go to Ill Al I L L, dude, I'm like dying over here. If you go to I L L A L dot B I Z, so Ill Al dot Biz, you'll find everything. Um, or you can just go to Ill Al dot Bandcamp dot com. Either of those will get you there. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I'll uh, try to remember to put in description, and if I don't, feel free to call me out. Be like, what the fuck, man? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's a whole other like i told you not to censor yourself i'm trying not right. to censor myself right. and that's one of my fears man is that like you know i think it's all easy going and i say something that uh you know people just hate which i don't know maybe that's a good thing for me because no one is watching this right now so but if it, it oh got, yeah because we're not live right now right oh no 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 we're not okay. live we're not live um but i i hardly do any edits to this so what we are talking about and stuff you'll i don't know have you checked out a episode before it's cool yeah, if not. I did. okay mm-hmm. So, you know, the really biggest edit I do is just throwing in that background music, um, yeah. which I, I hope people dig, but because <laughs> um, it's something that I, I think adds a nice touch. But uh, yeah, man, um, let's jump into the second warm up question. We're still in the warm up. Um, yeah. And the second one is if I were to do something in your honor, a way to express your energy, what could I do? Um, like, <clears throat> probably just take care of your family that's the main thing you know what i mean like just be there for your friends family take care of those that are around you you know mm. that's the main thing like i saw that's the best thing anyone can do it's just you know do the best you can with the the people that are in arm's reach you know so for sure for sure now we know now we know um I, you had asked me a, a little bit about the podcast and this question in particular i think is a question that um we never really get to ask folks um, mm-hmm. So afterwards, it's like, damn, like, I wish I knew what I could do for them. And yeah, so thank you for, for sharing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? You know, <clears throat> I would say currently, uh, I feel like if you ask me this question when I'm 60 or 70, I'll, I'll say a much lower number about what I think, you know, right now. Uh, but I would say probably maybe 40 or 50 percent you know okay uh yeah probably still trying to figure it out but um i think but i think that when you look at the the grand scheme of things it's pretty high you know mm-hmm. it probably correlates with the age you know it's like i'm in my 40s i probably know myself about 40 percent. you know what i mean so i think we're probably all going to eventually die before we ever truly get to know ourselves but maybe something on the other end of that has to do with the learning you know who knows yeah you know yeah, yeah. you know it's interesting man because um you give yourself a 40 at 40 and i've had a lot of folks come on here a lot younger and they say that you know they're at the seven or the eight eighty percent some give me tens and i mm. me personally i'm a I'm the same. I'm like a 50% because I feel like there's a whole lot more that I need to be learning. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you think that that's something with age? Like when you're young, you yeah. you think like, you know, <laughs> go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think the younger, the younger you are, the more you think, you know, it's still saying like kids think they know everything, you know, but um, 
And right now, I feel like, you know, whatever I think I know, by the time I'm 60, 70, it's going to be embarrassing. Be like, well, I didn't even know what I was talking about, you know? Um, that's kind of cool But with this. Like, if I see this back in 20, 30 years, you know, I'd be like, what was I even talking about? But, um, yeah, I think the older you get, if you're paying attention, you realize you don't know anything, you know? Like, the wise man. What's that saying? The wisest man knows he knows nothing or something along those lines or whatever. Yeah. So it's better just to surrender to it because then you're leaving yourself open for more opportunities for learning you know like you're not um too arrogant to think you figured it out you're you're an open you know source basically ready for for new stuff because life will teach you too like things are going to happen out of nowhere and it could happen at the at the finish line where you're like damn now you could you know whatever that might be you might be like now i really know who i am i had no idea i thought you know and you know what's scary about that though it's like you think you could find out that you don't like who you find out who you are you know what i mean like you might be presented with a situation that teaches you something about yourself you don't like but that's okay too you just got to rise to the occasion and make adjustments you know it's for all the work in progress that's just a matter of editing you know just yeah. <laughs> no, so, yeah, it's 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 about change. It's about change, yeah. and I mean, I don't know. You give me your opinion on this. Do you think people are who they are forever, or can people change? I think there are fund fundamental um, traumas in people's life that because those those are the things that um, are going to enact a change in them that they're going to sometimes, oftentimes. Uh, dump onto other people and those are going to be those points of contention where they're going to hear a lot of feedback about things they need to change about themselves like i'm not going to let you back in my life unless you change this and then someone else tells that person don't count on it people never change it goes on and on and on i think it just comes down to people dealing with uh their traumas because if you have a great personality trait or the way that you are in life your philosophy or the way you do it is awesome you're not going to hear a lot of feedback about how you need to change that you know what i mean that's just mm -hmm. going to kind of go it's those things that are a blip a red flag that you're going to hear back about and in those moments <clears throat> if you're getting criticism from somebody and you value the source if you're keeping good people around you then you can kind of go within and sort of like i say edit a little bit figure out what is the triggering event that's causing the trauma and then fix that and um, if you if you can put your finger on it you can figure it out and um, you can change, you know, and then you just kind of you just get back out there and do some some field testing, see what people say. <laughs> Am I different? I know me when I was 25, I was a spicy dude. I was not the nicest guy, you know, and <laughs> if I met that guy today, I'd be like, you need to relax. You know, that would be that red flag. I'm telling him, you know, you're like, you need to calm down. And it just took some living and I did change, you know, this a lot of people I didn't see for a long time, even coming back into music, telling me like, damn, dude, you're so mellow now. It's like crazy being around mm -hmm. you. I was like, well, you have a kid, you know, like have <laughs> life kick your ass a few times. You know what I mean? Like it'll it'll humble you. Just give it time, you know? And so, I'm, you know, I, I think uh, anybody can change. So, yes, people can change. For sure. Man. I mean, that was, I think that was a great way to put it. Uh, one thing for me that I'm always conscious of, and I don't know if it's a compliment or a, you know, a slight to me, but people mm. in from my past always tell me, oh man, you haven't changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I'm all like, is that good? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> um, you know, they, I don't think they ever mean it in an ill way, but in right. my mind, like, just feel like I should be growing. I should be changing. I should be doing different things. Then I have a whole bunch of people tell me like, 
uh, you're it's like you're the same person that I knew from way back da 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 yeah. and I'm like hmm. well shit maybe I should change something drastic <laughs> uh, yeah. but I'm also very comfortable with uh, what I think like you said are a, a positive way of looking at life I, that's where my confidence comes from is that I think I, I do have that and um, I can be stubborn where people try to tell me oh no you should be thinking this way and, that. and I'm always like nah, you know this is I like how I think <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah like I have to I try to I try to be humble and try to r- remind myself that like you know I'm definitely not the smartest person and there's a lot more to learn so yeah, yeah like when I when I try to speak from where I'm at I always tell people like it's just my opinion this is from my yeah. perspective my experience yeah. Don't take anything I say for like, you know, oh, this is how things should be done. Right. But yeah, so <laughs> that's really like my my biggest, well, not my biggest, but one of my concerns anytime people bring it up and yeah, maybe I should. You know what? <clears throat> the next time you hear that and someone tells you, man, you haven't changed a bit. You're like the same guy. Steal something from them. <laughs> <laughs> the next time. <laughs> I got the next time. They'll leave that situation like, damn, he changed. Bro. He changed. <laughs> stole my backpack and all my stuff i might i might just have to punch him in the gut real quick you know like yeah, you think i'm the same now like, <laughs> that'll work yep that's totally. drastic give us some change totally different from from who i was uh one follow-up question to this last to this last one was um what would you say is a common misconception about you oh you know, I don't know what people uh, perceive about me, I guess, or mm, what conceptions okay. they have, but probably that, uh... <clears throat> man, I don't know. That's a tough one, because I don't know what people think. I don't have the uh, the hive mind. Um, it's all good. It's all good. Just wonder, yeah, like, if you know. ever noticed where, you know, you've been asked a question or people say something, you have to correct them, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you never had that situation, it's all good. Well, uh, all right, man. Well, we made it to the main portion of the interview. We're going to turn to the Wheel of Fate right now. Um, And then I'm going to give it a spin. And then I don't know if you can see the points around it, but I'm going to try to write down all the numbers that all the points kind of fall onto. I gotcha. So that first first one, I work around the one with the the silver or the gray triangle is going to be the first one. Okay. We got 20, 16, 12... Seven, three, thirty-three, twenty-eight, twenty-four. All right, boss. Here we go. What would? Where would you like to start? Easy, medium, or hard? Let's get the. It's interesting. What is the metric by which you weighted the difficulty of these? This is all subject, sub, subject, subjective okay. from my point of view. Where like I feel like okay, this might be a little hard. This might be a little intrusive. Might be yeah. So it's it's all up to you. <laughs> well, I guess for the listener, it, it, let's go with the easy stuff and then make it more fun towards the end, the dip, more difficult stuff. Sounds good to me, man. Sounds good yeah. to me. All right. Uh, so you're gonna <laughs> go easy twenty right now? Sure. All right. What was the greatest gift you've ever received? Uh, my kid. Yeah. Yeah, the, that was that that was you know the most impactful thing that's ever happened to me and uh you know i think everyone has that experience if you're in, if you're in there it was like <clears throat> you know life altering and uh came at the right time and 
just like just a freaking awesome experience and i know it's like doesn't always go that way for people so i feel really thankful and lucky that my situation was you know cool like that so sure yeah my daughter i i know i think i know the answer to this but uh were you ready and is anyone ever ready for for that life-changing event you know uh, I was because I had waited, you know, kind of a while in life and to make sure that, you know, I had dialed stuff in and I, I, I just noticed myself automatically starting to like put things in place, like starting to say no to doing performances, no to doing tours, um, slowing down on my recording process. Cause you know, if I finished a record, I would probably want to promote it and tour on it. Just settling down on that, starting to gear myself towards a nine to five you know and like i was actually get, it was also like paring down things i had accumulated like bills getting them out of the way so i just noticed myself doing that i'm like you know what i know what i'm doing i know what this is you know what i mean it's getting ready to take take care of a kid so uh yeah i was ready i, was I got ready. you i got yeah. you uh you mind me asking uh, how old is your child now she's eight yeah eight i got eight is it getting easier or harder to, to raise a child? Um, it was always easy uh, because it depends, I guess, on, you know, I've dealt with a lot of things that were hard in my life. And so this was all good, even the tough stuff, even the hardest of things. And, uh, you know, it gets, you know, it's so complicated in certain situations, but even the most difficult things were, were good problems to have you know mm -hmm. good problems to have so i like you know it was easy you ever get questions uh from your child or from your daughter that you know stumps you <laughs> and how do you kind of handle yeah. that <laughs> <clears throat> yeah there's some you know it's 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 easy like certain questions that are not age appropriate yet the answers to them i'll just be like well let's talk about that when you get older and she's really good about that she'll be like okay i'm like You'll, it'll be easier for you to understand when you get older that's so um, yeah so that's the best way out of those things. And then stuff that that's just hard to for little kids to understand, like death, you know, so this animal's dead and never coming back, you know, like explaining the best way you can death, you know, or mm. the finality of how that works. But I think if you just are you just honest with your kids and you explain it to them in a way that's like, well, listen, if we were if we all lived forever, there'd be no room on the planet. You got to make space to give someone else a shot. You, you just kind of make sense of it to them. They can sort of be like, oh, okay, I'm part of a bigger picture. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, there are some difficult questions that that come in and uh, it, yeah, it could be, it can be challenging. And it's weird too, because I think that's where you start fixing things from when you were a kid. Conceptually, this is your moment to like send out the right message that you should have got, you know, at some point, if you didn't get it the right way, you know, it's like, it's your opportunity to right the wrong, you know? Um, yeah. That's a whole another, different way of thinking that I haven't heard of yet. And that hits me in a whole different way, man. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and has she ever like dropped knowledge on you that maybe, you know, was something profound and deep, but coming from a child is like, what? <laughs> like, has that yeah. ever? Yeah. The, um, because kids you know they're innocent and so the things that she says it's the simplicity in it um it's it, it a lot of the lessons that i've learned from her are things that she notices like one of the first things when she was like two or something uh maybe even younger we were in the backyard and she was playing with water and i was just watching her 
pour water on her hand to figure out like what it does and then watching it evaporate and that's stuff that we've just completely blanked out you know but that's kind of insane like how cool that is and i'm watching her be like what in the hell is all of this you know what i mean like ripping grass out of the ground all those things that you just take advantage you, you just take for granted i mean you don't take advantage of um just like you know meeting an, a cat for the first time or a dog or like just trying to understand everything it's just it's it's overwhelming you know like especially music you know like playing her music i have a hell of a time playing her music i'll try <laughs> to put on like any it'll be like I don't know, like something from bjork you know just like some good song from bjork from the 90s or something and i'll be in tears you know i gotta try to hide it from her but just you know watching her vibe vibe out to it <laughs> It's too much. It's like, dude, I know, right? It's so good. You know, I'm trying to explain it. You're like, isn't that great? And she's like, that's good. So, you know, every everything in between, you know, all those experiences, you're just like, yeah, you know. So what she taught me, I think above all th so far, is to uh, pay attention to stuff and just be present for things because, um, you know, it, it gets a little too routine, you know, so you get lost in the sauce a little bit. You got to like recenter focus yeah man i think being present is something like I, I struggle with it i i'm an overthinker and i feel like i thought it was going to get better as i got older <laughs> and i feel like it's just you know adding up because there's a lot more things to think about mm -hmm. but yeah yeah that's that's definitely what i think children i see them lead by example because I, I since i work with kids that's what i kind of see um yeah it, it is refreshing and the whole thing I, you mentioned a lot of things that I would look forward to in fatherhood, especially yeah. sharing music. Um, yeah. and you know how much we love to do that already with our friends and homies, and like, like, yeah. oh, this is the greatest song, and listen to it, and you want looking at their reaction, hoping yeah. that they connect too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's gonna be. An awesome. I don't know what the first album I'm gonna play for my for my kid if yeah uh, happens. <laughs> to be honest, too, just to get full disclosure, too, there are. This is the other funny part is how humbling it is because you're gonna play stuff for them that you're like, this is gonna be a hit. She's gonna love this, or he's gonna love this, or they are gonna love this, you know. And then you play it, and they don't care, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, "All right, <laughs> cool." So, do you want uh, broccoli with your macaroni and cheese? You know, you just, you know, it just didn't land. But it's I've noticed that also happened where like stuff I showed her early on hit later on. It just takes time, you know, for them to be fully aware. They don't like fully switch on and start like recording basically until they're like six or seven, you know? So then they're like fully like in there and kind of autonomous, you know, it's wild. You, you, this whole conversation just reminded me about the song my dad tried to play for me when I was a kid. And I yep. think he was looking for that reaction, which was the uh, Cat Stevens, <laughs> Father and Son. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he, like, I, I remember he's like, don't you like it? And I'm like, ah, I don't like it. <laughs> now, yeah. that, now that I'm older and I listen to that song, I'm like, damn, my dad really yeah. wanted me to connect with him at that time. Uh, that's but, a yeah. <laughs> but I'll, yeah, yeah that, that's crazy. Um, well, since we're on the topic of music, I, I do want to ask you, what was like the last song or lyric maybe that you've heard that like hit you like pretty hard or you're like, damn, that was that was something I could have wrote, you know, written down. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the last one? It was um, damn, it could this, be you... it could be anyone too, you know. <laughs> I feel like yeah. last one's too specific. <laughs> well. There's so many, it, you know, there's, there's so many songs that like, that resonate that, uh, 
damn, it's like hard to pin one down. Now my brain's like flying all over the place. Like, there's a song called Someday. You know what? I'll put it on this one because this is a song that I've been, uh, me and my kid both like a lot. It's a simple song, very gentle of a song. It's called Pumpkin Pie. And it's by Joy Autumn. So if you guys want to hear that song, especially if you have kids, put that song. It's not really a kid song. I guess that Joy wrote it for her sister, who was always sad back in the day. Hmm. So she wrote this song for her sister. But it's just a, out of all the stuff I've listened to lately, I mean, Griselda, I love Griselda. You know, it's all kinds of stuff that's amazing. <laughs> but this Pumpkin Pie song by Joy Autumn just thoroughly slaps. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it'll get you. It'll get you. I'll check it out, man. I'll check yeah. it out. Uh, I don't know if you you remember Until the End of Time by Tupac, but I, I will mm-hmm. shout out the line that, that hits me hard for that one. It's like, my mama asked me, will I ever change? I tell her, yeah, but it's clear I'll always be the same. Yeah, I just want to yeah. throw that out there for the for the listeners. Check that one out. Absolutely. Uh, all right, boss, let's move on to the next number, number 16. Uh, still easy, easy mode? Sure. Like, Or you could jump around if you want, I guess. You know, all right. Either way. Well, I was just trying to build the suspense for the listener on the other <laughs> end. I got so. you. I got you. Uh, well, I'll, I'll throw you in another easy one here. Um, okay. I'm very curious as a music person, what's the best performance you've ever witnessed, like as a concert? That would be uh, Zion I. Uh, I saw Zion I perform with, um, it was, I think it was Mission together, Mission and Zion I. Um, and it was just insane. Like it was in a tiny venue and they, they just, I think they only fit like 90 people in that venue and they just blew it up into the biggest show ever. And, um, it was crazy. Like we're all like every, the music was perfect. Like the mix was perfect. Everything was like, they were perfectly on point. They're doing a lot of back and forth stuff. And then like at one point, you know, some of the MCs would drop down and like, you, you couldn't see them from the front row basically. And then like someone else would take stage and then they would pop back up all together. It was just the, the whole stage thing. They had it like dialed in, you know, it was just phenomenal. Uh, and then like an honorable mention would have been Percy P. I saw Percy, Percy P perform and you wouldn't think Percy P has an amazing cadence, the way he delivers his, his uh, rap, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't necessarily think it would be a crazy show. And he didn't do anything crazy. It was just the delivery how he just like, you know, hit his lines especially his his uh vocal structure is really complicated like the way he puts his his lyrics it's just like damn dude you could do that live um and i gotta do one more micah nine micah nine for freestyle fellowship uh he performed in a group that he has called haiku de ta um and they're just insane like they're, all of these stage performances are just through the roof you know it's like so much energy good stuff for sure, man. Thank you uh, for for dropping some names that I don't, I haven't even heard. Percy P. Definitely yeah. gonna look into him. And you said uh, Mike and I. That's- yeah, Mike and I. It's M Y K A, and then the number nine uh, okay. from a group called Freestyle Fellowship. If you look them up and uh, go through their catalog, they they go way back in the day. Uh, they're still active today. They're amazing. Just phenomenal. All right, for sure. Right on yeah. for putting me on. Um, and uh, one of my biggest issues as a rapper was the performing side um mm-hmm. because i was more of coming from like that east coast conscious rap nas type kind of flow uh yep. coming from the bay it's not always it's not the pop, most popular <laughs> music out yep. here 
Uh, so, you know, I'd be up on stage and I wanted it to be like a little more serious and intimate. Mm-hmm. And um, but I felt like people were always looking for a little more energy. Yeah. For yourself, do you feel like you had that performance side down or, you know, how, how was it for you like ending up on stage? Uh, so the stage performance piece of it, we, we dove into with the collective Avenue of the Arts that I, um, I founded and, and was active in until 2014 from 2001. And that was one of our main focuses that entire time was making sure our stage presence was really good. <clears throat> and it's difficult, like you say, it's it's hard because you have a concept of how you want it to be. Um, it got easier for me when I realized that it's okay to be comfortable with it being entertaining because it's like, it is an art project for you, but then for the person coming to see you, they just want to be entertained, you know? So it's, it's, it's not like a comedian where you can read the room and then like maybe, uh, adjust your set to, you know, your jokes, I guess, or like how you're going to approach, especially if you have like a large set of jokes, as you know, but like with your music, you can, you can, you can move songs around and be like, all right, this crowd is kind of a party crowd. They're not going to be into my song about, you know, this, the war or something. They're going to want to hear some party tracks. And if you have those, um, at your repertoire, you can kind of change up the set list. And then, so figuring those steps out made it easier. Um, the thing that like tripped me out was like the fans that would show up because I had a different idea going into doing music of who I want. I was like making it for, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was, do you know who the living legends are? Yeah. That, that group immersed. I was always like a fan of living legends. So I was like, all right, I like love those guys. I was like, I want my fans to be like living legends fans. You know, they're going to be into this and the blah, 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 blah. This is, you know, me being like 19, 20 years old at the time. And, uh, then you realize that you no, you just attract the people to you that are attracted to your music. That's just the way it's going to be. And they're going to be however they're going to be. That was a big hurdle because the vibe is different. It's like, oh, okay, this is a different type of crowd. I, I did have a conscious crowd, you know, mm-hmm. and living legends is conscious as well, but it's just sort of like, it's like real life shit. You know, they're just talking, it's just like West coast Wu-Tang, you know? Um, whereas like the stuff I was talking about at times was a little heavier, you know? And so I drew like a real like college crowd that was like really into like kind of hippie-ish, you know, yeah. a lot of dreadlocks and shit. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. I just didn't know how this was going to be, you know, but um, so getting comfortable with, you know, basically what being like changing my set a little bit to cater to the crowd and just getting comfortable with like who's digging my music, you know, it was weird shit too. Like sometimes some songs like it would get like bro dudes that would come in you know they're like <laughs> they'd be like yeah man i love your stuff dude and i'm like what you know you do you know? Yeah. hell yeah dude and it never occurred to me because i was talking a lot about i have a song called uh, this old house that i would talk a lot about the state of america back in 2004 2005 a lot of mil- you know stuff about the war and uh they're like i don't you know yeah dude they're it's just, just, you know, again, yeah, my brother's in the military or he's deployed right now. And then people that are in the, that were actively in the military would like that come back and would like tell me their their feelings about the shit I said. And I'm just like, damn, you know, this is, you know, an honor, you know, like the shit I would hear about it, you know, the way that they took it and perceived it. Uh, so you just the whole thing is just, I guess, people just one person talking to a whole bunch of people. It's just it is awkward by the nature of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just figuring out how to entertain them is super different yeah and if you're going up there like i can i can imagine if you're going up like i'm gonna do this like you know nas set basically and just drop 
lyrics on them you know yeah it's not landing it's it is tough it's like shit you know they don't like this (laughs) what do i do but i'm sure you get it all the time where you don't see it from the crowd but then after you're done with your set someone will come up to you and be like yo man i was really feeling that and i'm like damn well (laughs) why didn't you say why don't you why don't you do my call and response when i was was up there (laughs) we used to call them uh foldy arms because they would just sit there with their arms folded (laughs) And it, like I'd be up there and I would say, I'd be like, all right, look, I see a lot of foldy arms here tonight. I know you can all rap. I know you can all rap. I know all of your cousins rap. We all rap. Let's just enjoy some fucking music. That's like the earlier on shit, I guess, when you're testing, like trying to get out there. But dude, I had a bad situation one time. I had, I was very lucky. I've never been booed off a stage, never had a bad situation. I had a couple like dead shows where no one was there, of course, uh, especially early on. You just got to get used to that shit. But I had one situation where I was performing at Arizona State University on their like massive grassy quad area and like they had this whole thing in with all these different performers and I was like one of the headliners. So I go up and I'm doing my thing. Big ass crowd. Everyone's having a good time. We're having fun. And I started high-fiving everybody in the front row and I get to the very last guy. He fully armed me. And like I'm like hand in his face. Everyone can see this. And he's just like, he shook his head like, no. And it fucked me up so bad. It's like, I, like maybe forget my lyrics and i looked at my buddy this dude Kordak, and he was doing my overdubs and he just looked at me like what are you gonna do about this <laughs> just look and luckily he picked up the song and continued and then Ooh. we talked afterwards but damn that was embarrassing i was like don't do shit like that you know you, you talked you talked to him afterwards i went right up to his yeah. i was like excuse me sir what is your problem he was like i wanted he said something like I want to make sure you were really about it or something. What? Like I was like, God damn it, dude. From the front row, you gotta make sure that that happens. Like <laughs> then, he, then he gave me a prop. He like prop and he bought a he bought a CD, which don't exist anymore. Uh, <laughs> so he bought a relic of music. That's crazy, <laughs> man. Because yeah. I am the fully arm guy at a lot of shows. But I think I wouldn't I mean I would definitely like want to provide some energy back to the performer, sure. right? Like <laughs> if to they're be out fair, there. It's like I'm the. I guess we all are the full because you don't realize it. You're just because you're just standing. It's an uncomfortable situation. You're looking up and staring at this person, especially if they're not. And if you already went through a couple people that weren't good, and you're like, oh shit, my back's starting to hurt. And then I. But on the flip side of that, I also don't like when they're like every two seconds to like make some noise, put your hand up. It's like, why don't you make me put my hand up? How about that? Like, you know, when they're begging you to do this thing, whatever this, you know, it's like, I'm not doing this unless you make me do <laughs> freak the hell out of my arm, you know, like, let's not pretend like it is, it is a kind of a great pretend. Everyone's like, okay, I'm going to pretend. And then and typically like a lot of the openers, their friends and family are there in the show too. And you're just kind of switching positions. Like now I'll pretend then you pretend it's like, let's not, let's just not. How about we wait? You know, let's work on our music and make people move, you know, something like that. I got you, man. I mean, just, yeah, in this conversation, man, I'm just thinking about what I would do differently if I was on stage. And, you know, I'd probably just try to get people to be like, you know, nod your head, nod your head with me or like something like that. And, uh, well, if you want to, what you could do is just like throw stuff at them because then they got to catch it. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw items at them. Here's a bunch of like, uh, CDs, lanyards. Dude, I threw a CD out one time at a show and uh, nobody caught it. Oh, I, I, I was like, I was throwing CDs out, zipping them across, and then this person here, I, threw, I zipped the CD. It was a, it was a girl. The CD was flying and caught her right in the head, <laughs> dude. 
and she wasn't paying attention. And like I zipped it out, I zipped it, and I saw the whole thing. It was like slow motion and it hit her real hard. And the CD like fell real. It was like audibly loud. And we, the music was playing. You could still hear like, and she was like, who threw that? Like, you know, she freaked out. I'm looking at everyone like, please do not tell this one. <laughs> 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 he, <laughs> he fucking did it. He's on stage. Oh, well. Yeah, exactly. man. <laughs> That's crazy, Jeez. man. Yeah. Um, yo, I got to let you know, bro. We made it to the to the last 10 minutes of, of the interview. Uh, right. But I, I guess I feel like we should throw one hard question yeah. in there one time. Um, so we're going to do seven hard and um this one is are you using your time wisely that's not hard um <laughs> well not to no, you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah true yeah, this yeah i am using it as wisely as i think i can at the moment um again i think that's one of those things that like if i look at my past i can judge that it, it, you know better you know i can look at that from like hindsight is 2020 so I could be like, man, I could have really been doing something better with my time or like, no, that was spot on. I should have been doing that, you know? And I think that the question I think you're asking then there is, is do you have, do you live with regret? Right. Is, is, it's a, it's a kind of what you're asking. Cause it's like, are you spending your time wisely? Because you're going to regret it if you don't, you know, like I, I pragmatically, I try to look at the long game, the farthest reach of like whatever's going to happen. Right. Um, for example, like if you just, if you decide to suddenly take up the habit of doing meth, you have a quick trajectory to death. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, I got you. <laughs> probably not the best. You're definitely going to be living in regret. So therefore, um, yeah, no, I think I am. Um, and I think I'm in the, I'm in an important part where I don't exactly like, I know certain parts of my life are all are good. You know, I know I'm in good standing with everybody. So I know when I spend time with people, we all come away feeling good about it you know so these are all good things um i know i have like no vices you know what i mean like so therefore i'm not like i'm not spending my time damaging myself or anything and um i am i'm, I'm a little proud of myself about and every you too i'm proud of you too because like all of us that have come through this time of like weird scary difficultness with um, a new project at the other end of it you know like all of us that like worked on ourselves and did the difficult, scary thing of like creating something that we're just going to put out there. And like for your, for your journey, it sounds like you're like, I'm just going to get out there and start interviewing people. Cause like practice makes better, you know, it doesn't make perfect, but practice makes better. And to get better, you got to do it. A lot of people opt out of the do it part, you know? Um, and so they don't spend their time doing anything. They just are a human being, you know, they're just being, you got to be a human doing, you know? So like, I'm kind of like a human that's just doing music, doing the dad thing, doing like, you know, the relationship thing and like the family thing and job thing. And I feel like I'm doing them pretty well. If I can keep those plates spinning when the time comes in retrospect, I'll probably feel like I spent my time right with no regrets. You know, that's how I feel at this point, even about my past. It was I do see certain parts where I could have done something better, especially when I was like around 28 man there was that was one of the hardest times of my life with like transitioning out of music like who the hell am i like what am i doing then you know what i mean um i tried a big project back in 2008 and it failed i learned a lot about failure 
I failed slow on that one though. That was stupid. See, that's a regret. I, I should have learned to fail fast and like hurry up and learn from it and move and move forward. Now I'm super comfortable with failure. If I fail something, like I fail all the time, like mess this up, mess that up and make, you know, but they're smaller and they're not as like, I don't live in them. I'm just like, I, I, I live better because of them, you know? So I feel like I'm doing better, you know, we'll, you know, like all the time. And, uh, I'm, you know, like I say, like, I'm excited about this project. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just starting to hear back from it, like putting this stuff out. I'm super excited about that, man. Like it's where a lot of my focus is. And then six months from now, I'll be like, what, what album? You know what I mean? <laughs> like right now, you know what I mean? It's like all consuming. So yeah, I feel like I'm spending my time well for the moment. Uh, with the facilities at hand, you know? Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed this time we spent together. I spent this time, this was fun. Was For sure, time. man. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you had fun. It's been great on my end, so definitely appreciate the energy. Uh, but yeah, I think you hit it spot on as far as- I thought as... you were gonna ask me like, who is God? <laughs> <laughs> so who is God? Well, uh, I mean, damn, man. You wanna answer that question right now? <laughs> oh, you want to me that? That is hard. In a nutshell for you, like, give me, give me like, how, how, how can you put that statement? Who is God for you in, in like a nutshell? Since you brought it oh, up. Oh, I have no idea. No idea. There's some sort of, yeah, I have no clue. I don't think any of us have any idea what the hell's going on. Probably something to do with UAPs, dude. It's probably <laughs> something to do with like aliens. Who knows, man? Um, something powerful made all this shit. I don't know. All you right. know? Well, something made the good, the bad, and the indifferent. I, th I think we can dive into a lot more but we'll we'll table it for for another time there you go table it. <laughs> perfect yeah. I'm, wor I'm working on it man I'm working on it <laughs> i'm stealing your move uh but uh this next part before we jump into the closeout questions this one's gonna be you talking to you so be prepared you'll be looking at yourself straight in the screen but um That's good. That's it's called the 34th mantra i want you to fill okay. out uh, finish the sent uh, the phrase below. I am, I can, I will. So for yourself, fill in three blanks. I am blank. I can blank. I will blank. How would you fill that out for yourself? Um, let's see. I would say I am doing my best. I can plan my work and I will work my plan. That's probably it. Oh, oh, if you ever need a reminder, now you got that little sound clip yeah. of you talking you to yourself. All right, man, let's jump into this final stretch. Uh, this okay. next this next question is going to be from my previous guest. I want to shout out to Christian. Yes, Christian. Don't worry, bro. I rem I'm reading my handwriting. I'm, I'm apologizing to Christian because he was a great guest as well. And <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like I forgot about him. Uh, but his his question for you is how do you elevate others you know by um paying attention to the things that make them great because i think sometimes people don't know what makes them awesome and if you can get close enough to them to figure it out and uh just be delusional enough to believe in them you know um and like tell them the thing that they got to hear then maybe they can start being delusional you know sometimes people who don't believe in themselves uh will really put themselves down you know and it's because they're being too realistic they're like what are the chances that any of this is going to work you just have to be a little bit crazy you know and just be like hey what if it does work you know and live in that little scary moment of like right before you do the thing um like you start in this podcast you know what i mean and it is working so it's like 
when you get people in proximity, tell them, you know, pay attention to them and tell them what they're good at and, uh, and be certain about it. You can't waver. You got to be like, no, dude, you're going to be good at this. You know, like you should do that. And then when they do it, support it and um, watch them grow. That's that's how I elevate others. You know, I hear you, man. Something can definitely take into my work uh, working. I work after school programs with teenagers. Uh, so, yeah, it's all about finding about what their goals are, what they want to do. Yeah. What are they passionate about? And then I don't know about you, but in high school, I was not listening to any adult, really. So that's that's my challenge. Try to show them that like, hey, this is as authentic as it can be. And I just want the best for you. So, yeah, Yeah. I will be listening and hopefully they they will hear what I have to say. Yeah. Uh, And my second to last question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes down to 34 questions? Who is God? And I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'm with um, it. I'm with it. <laughs> I'll say, you know what? Uh, let me see. I would say. Okay, this is interesting because I was asked this question in uh, my friend's podcast recently. He asked a, a question that I struggled with that I had to think about because I knew he, you know, I knew it was coming. Um, it's what makes you special and how does it feel to know that you're extremely loved? Now, for me, that was a, it was it was a it was a difficult one. I don't want to you know taint it with uh, my thoughts. So no, I got you. Pretty, I got you. That's, yeah. that's that is interesting. How does it feel to it, feel? How does it feel to be loved? Yeah. How does it feel to know you're you're extremely loved? He hasn't written very specifically, but that's essentially the gist. Like I got you. Um. Yeah. I will. Uh, I mean, uh, writing it down. How does and- it know that? How does it feel to know you're extremely special and that you're very loved or something like that? And that's David Miranda. He he has that question with his podcast, which is called Just Give Me Five. So if you guys want to check that out, he does a cool series. Oh, man, I'm about to reach out to him right after this interview. I think that 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 question definitely puts people in a vulnerable position. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, hear, I feel that. Um, and then. My last question for you, man, the question that ties everything together, um, you know, 100 years from now, maybe even just 50 years from now, you know, you got your descendants and maybe your daughter is watching this. What would you like to tell her or tell them? Mm, That, um, you know what, the most important thing, because this will ruin everything for you, is to not worry. Worry is the ruiner, the great ruiner. Um, worrying is like a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but you won't get anywhere. You know, that's that's the main thing you got to remember. So worry less and live more. You know, that's the thing. Like um, if she's watching this years from now, it's like every little thing that you're beating yourself up about. Uh, it doesn't matter. Physical objects, things that you the things that you own can start to own you. You know, like don't get caught up in all the worldly stuff. Just uh, none of it's going to go with you. And if you took everything in your life right now and dumped it into like a trash can 20 years from now, you wouldn't be able to itemize it on a list. Like nothing matters, you know, all that matters is the experiences that you have, you know, the, the connection with people. So uh, was that the question that you asked me? What would I want them to know? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that was, that was great right okay. there. Yeah. 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 Um, no doubt. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I think it's great advice for, for anyone listening in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, yeah. I, I try not to worry. And anytime I ever do, it's all about trying to keep the bigger, big picture in mind, right? Like, yeah, see how life is a lot bigger than just 
have it in my head right um, yeah yeah don't worry nothing matters no one gets out alive just that fun <laughs> you know I mean? no one gets out of this alive so i like that last one right there yeah. um yeah man well any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here man, just thanks for having me on it was a, it was cool you know like uh have that pop up and just be like yeah i'll do that you know it's, this is a fun experience and- i know so, so, i know I'm always thinking like how people perceive it, right? Like, and I know there's folks out there that might see it's like, oh, this guy's just trying to get something from me or like whatever. Um, yeah. But I definitely appreciate folks like you willing to take a chance on a on a someone sliding into your DMs and just being like, hey, I got, yeah. I got this thing going on. Would you like to come through? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super appreciative. Uh, and hopefully, you know, other folks out there can, can get the energy, get the feel, get the vibe from you know the videos I have out there. So. Thank you for Absolutely. helping me build this thing. Um, you know, my whole goal is to, again, to the uh, Guinness World Record books. You know, most people interviewed. No one's claimed it. So <laughs> I'm just That's like, cool. yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Hell out yeah. there. But uh, I mean, your name's going to be on that list because, you know, you're helping cool. me build this thing. Um, Love it. For sure, man. Uh, I want to thank all the folks out there. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or checking this out on YouTube, Definitely appreciate your time as well. Um, Il Al, it's been a pleasure. It's been great. Uh, thank you for coming through and sharing your story, man. Definitely appreciate Absolutely. it. Thanks uh, for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And hopefully you can come back and do some hard questions because uh, apparently everything was easy for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. Made down the road. Yeah. Uh, remember, folks, to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. See ya. And then it uh fades out there.